everyone a lovely day to you and a happy new year from us at Calvary Central. And this is our season two of your favorite Calvary Central podcast. And in fact, we've really been thankful thankful to God for a good year. And as you know, it's your favorite host once again, Kwame. As you know, it's been jovial, it's been fun, and then it has been insightful and full of the word for us this season. And I'm here with some of the regular faces and our special guest today. So I'd like to have our guest introduce himself to us. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm Gideon Jonamefu. Yes. And uh, please, Gideon, something small about yourself because they know some of us from. Oh, okay. So um, I attended KNUST. I did civil engineering. Um, I've been to, um, I'm a student pastor with DI, Daniel Institute for my CGC. Exactly. So you see, you people, you can hear it from the voice, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as you know, people know, yes, we are back. So it's Kwame and I'm here with our resident doctor too. Transport. <laughs> yes, sir. And in fact, it's been, it's really great to have you guys back. I mean, I was starting to miss you guys more, but now we are now going down into business. Last season, we spoke about salvation. This season now, we want to get everything down into gear. That now it's time to grow, as you've been seeing from some of our social media outlets. Because now you don't need to settle our salvation. Now let's go higher. The aim of the Christian life is to go higher. Because Jesus Christ, even when he died and rose from the dead, he didn't settle on earth. He went to higher levels. That's why he ascended. So we now have, we as we, we look up, we know that we also have to now go higher. So... We are now talking about spiritual growth, spiritual growth, because the end of salvation is this. As we said last season from some words that Prosper spoke, Ransford spoke, Ken spoke, and the others also said that the end of salvation is to grant God a heritage of children in his image. So, yes, and being born again is not a one-time experience, but it's a door to an everyday reality of life. So, salvation is not an end is a means to an end that is the essence of being saved so once i'm saved it doesn't mean that okay now jesus has taken the wheel so let me go and sleep in the back no it now tells us that it's time to now go into higher levels because now i have the power so um segidion what do you think about spiritual growth what is spiritual growth all right so thank you very much yeah now to understand spiritual growth we need to first go back to what happened in Eden. Mm. Adam was created in the image of God. Okay. Now, immediately Adam sinned in the garden, his spirit man became dead. The light of God in his spirit was cut off all of a sudden. Then he knew he was naked. That which gave him the God consciousness was now cut off. Mm. And you know that everything must stay connected to its source. Okay. You see, so God was his source, but immediately he sinned or he decided to disobey God. He was now cut off. So, Adam now began how to retrace his steps, and he now began to live according to his senses. When we come into Christ, when we are born again, what happens to us is that eternal life is imparted to our spirits. So, our spirit man is now awakened back to the fatherhood of God. So, that God consciousness is awakened. Okay. So, we are alive. And God gave us the spirit life so that we could live above the human life. So, now that you are born again, you have been given the spirit life to live beyond the human life. 
Okay. So in Romans 8 verse 1, it makes, it makes us understand that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. What does it mean by the flesh? Who walk not after the senses, but afterwards the spirit. So before you became born again, you were walking according to your senses. But that's not what, that's, God doesn't want you to walk according to your senses because God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And you cannot relate to him with your senses. Okay. You, you need to relate to him with your spirit. Okay. So the life of the spirit has been given. Now you need to train yourself how to respond to this spirit life. Mm-hmm. You see, and that is what spiritual growth is about. Mm-hmm. You see, you have this spirit life in you, but all along you've been trained in a certain way according to the senses, mm-hmm. but that's not what you need to live this life victoriously. Mm-hmm. You see, so there are things that are given, which I, I'm sure we'll come to, which can help you grow up spiritually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So spiritual growth is about living the spiritual life, living the eternal life of God. That is what it's about. Oh, awesome. 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 So now we've spoken about spiritual growth. And I also hear, and I also notice that everything that we see in the physical usually has that point of origin from the spiritual, from what you just said. Mm-hmm. So now, I'm throwing this question now to our resident doc. All right. Okay. That how does spiritual growth vary from physical growth? Because physical growth, I know, is... You can... I stand to be corrected. Somehow spontaneous. Me like this. You can see me in the studio. I didn't plan to have a beard, in all honesty. <laughs> so how is that different from... Physical. How is the spiritual growth different from the physical? So, Doc. All right. Um, I see spiritual growth as a gradual, um, a gradual progression. Mm-hmm. You know, a pathway. It's a very gradual one by which the born again Christian, okay, um, becomes or becomes more and more like Christ. So it's it's a path. Um, that the born-again Christian ought to work on, all right? And many of the things that happen, uh, many of the spiritual things, um, as you said, have uh, a similitude in the physical, all right? If you look at natural growth, mm-hmm. all right, um, I just want to say something quite, uh, just a bit different from what you said. Natural growth is also gradual, Okay. But its effect is seen suddenly. All right. That's the nature of natural growth. And anything that is born, anything that is living, must grow. And if it doesn't grow, in fact, growth is a sign of life. Mm. If there's no growth, then we begin to question the object of life. Okay. If a, uh, in the natural, if a child is born, mm-hmm. you know. It's necessary that the mother takes the child for uh, weighing and all those things. I'm talking from my my uh, field. All no right. problem. We really appreciate it. And it's a problem when because every time the mother comes, the baby is weighed, and then the weight is checked. We 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 check the progression of growth with the weight. Okay. And if the weight falls below the red line, then there is a problem, and okay. the child becomes a case. Okay. To be worked on. Now, in the same way, um, we expect that as you have come alive in Christ, as you have received the life of God, that life in you is resident like a seed. 
and it must grow. You know, we receive the fullness of God at salvation, truly, because our spirit man um, um, receives the Holy Spirit in its fullness. Okay. But the expression of that life is gradual. And that expression comes when we grow. All right. So if you put natural growth or physical growth um, um, beside spiritual growth and you want to compare and contrast, you realize that in spiritual growth, um, just as um, spiritual growth is gradual, physical growth is also gradual. But the effect of um, growth in the spirit may not be seen suddenly. I hope you understand what Okay. Yes. The effect or the consequence or the the extent of your spiritual growth uh, may may come to its peak or may be expressed fully when maybe a situation that um, that demands that 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 growth of yours to, to show forth comes. That's when the Bible says that if your faith fails in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. Is small. So it means that the real proof of your strength is adversity. Mm. So until certain situations come, you may not know how much you've grown. Okay. But in the physical, all right, your growth is detected. It's, it's, you are seeing, you said that you, you maybe suddenly then you see. Yeah, it was obvious. It's, but it is still gradual. True. Yes, but. True. And we, we should we should realize that in the physical, we should realize that in the physical, you know, it is not the you realize that it is not the one day meal that you ate or the plenty food that you ate at one party. Yeah, you know, sometimes that's... if 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 you are like, uh, if you are like uh, a friend of mine, <laughs> and you go for a party and there, there, there's an assortment of food, you 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 would want to. Tables. <laughs> <laughs> You'd want to taste from every pot. You don't grow on that day you eat everything. Mm. All right. It is the little things that you take every day. The small cocoa, the small cuisine, right. the small beans, the small this, this, this. That come together to make you grow. But the growth is realized um, suddenly in the physical. And that's the difference I wanted to point out. All right. Yeah. So... Okay, so from all that you said, for those who are taking notes and who are listening with us also, one thing I took personally from my notes was that spiritual growth is intentional. Because as you said, the mother has to carry them to you, the doctors. The mother has to feed the child. No child grows fat on its own without eating. And then also spontaneity, that people don't grow spiritually at a goal. Mm. It takes time. Yeah. Because even the Bible says in Genesis that what seed, time, and harvest shall never cease. Yeah. Because so he's telling us there are three principles in time. There's the seed, there's the time, there's the harvest. So now we have to go through these three. Yeah. So the same thing. So that's what makes it, for me, vary from spirit, physical good. Yeah. So I want to quote something from what Jesus said, the meeting okay. with Nicodemus. So he said that, I'm reading from the Amplified. He said, what is born, that's John 3, 6. What is born of flesh is flesh. That is, what is born of the physical is physical. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not. Do not be surprised or astonished at my telling you that you must be born anew. That is, being born from above. The wind blows and breathes where it wills. And though you hear a sound, yet you neither know where it comes from nor where it's going. So is everyone 
born of the spirit. So he was trying to tell us that spiritual growth is somehow like the wind. You can't yeah. tell a destination. You can't tell an origin, but you can tell an effect. Yeah. So one thing I personally love about what you said was that we ought to. So it means that it's an obligation that yeah. until you engage, you don't see an effect. Exactly. And again, that the effect is seen not in the times of positivity, but often in the times of neg- negativity. Because you quoted a scripture which I really love. So it says that what if your strength fails in the day of adversity, then oh. it means your strength was small. If your faith fails, sorry. Yeah. So it means that one measure of spiritual growth is about how well you can stand resistance. Mm-hmm. But then let us not get ahead of ourselves. Yes. But is there anything you'd like to ask again or anything, guys? Yeah. So um, um, there's this popular saying, you are what you eat. Mm. Yes. So physically, you... What you feed yourself is how you look like. Mm. All right. Yes. So the same way, what you feed yourself spiritually is how you are going to look like. All right. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So then it brings me to the next question that now certain things that you have said and all you guys have said. So now God will not leave us as orphans. We know that from scripture. So what are the systems that God has put in place? to enable us to grow spiritually, that those who believe in him can grow. All right. So what are some of the systems in place? All right. So if you want growth, okay, as a Christian, um, growth can either be normal or abnormal. You see, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm speaking from my point of, you know, my, my background. Growth can be normal or abnormal. And why do we say some growths are abnormal? When the growth is, uh, the growth happens so fast and rapid and it's disorderly, mm. all right? Abnormal growth is a tumor, all right? It's a cancer, it's cancer. It's a type of growth, actually, but it's abnormal. Oh, okay. And normal growth is progressive, well-arranged, systematic, controlled. Abnormal growth is disordered. It's, it's not controlled in any way, all right? So... In our spiritual growth, there is a system that God has put in place to make it orderly. Paul said that as newborn babes desire the sincere word of the of the Lord that ye may grow thereby. So spiritual growth is majorly facilitated by the word of God. The word of God is the primary means by which we grow. He said you are what you eat. Exactly. And that's true. You see. And as, uh, what I would like to add to what he said is that you grow better or you grow well, you grow holy when you eat um, a balanced diet, when you eat in the right proportions. And True. God is saying that his word has all that you need to grow primary, uh, primarily. All right. All right. Okay. Awesome. So that's one of the systems. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, Sir Gideon, what else do you would like to add to it? Yeah. Um, rightfully said by our resident doctor. The word of God is very paramount um, if we want to grow in our, our spiritual work or our spiritual life. And then I think the other thing is through speaking in tongues, you see. Um, First Corinthians um, First Corinthians 14, verse yeah. 2, make, um, no, I think verse 4, makes us understand that he that speaks the unknown tongue edifieth himself, you see, edifieth. The word, the word edifieth. In other manuscripts, says that builds up, you see, and it's when you look at the Greek, what it means is that you are building from the foundation up, up, you see, 
you are building from the foundation up. So the more we speak in tongues, you see, it, it must be a way of life. Mm. You see, we feed our spirit man with the word. And then after we do that, we have to speak in tongues to grow, you see, to build up ourselves, to stir up ourselves up. And the more we do this, we would see gradual changes, you see. Um, there's a scripture which tells us that um, when the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Mm. What does it mean? Is that when you continue to do this, you see changes. Of course. Yeah. You see, you see yourself living like Christ. Yeah. So that's what I want to add. All right. And also from some notes that I also was taken personally in the studio, all you guys said reminds me of a very powerful song we learned in Sunday school. But we don't even know that that's the secret to all our Christian life. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow, the truth is that the powerful, a powerful Christian life has basically these two things in terms of... And one thing, as you said, a balanced diet. So it's good to have a regular mix of sermons, of podcasts like these two, but your Bible must be your primary yeah. source. Yeah. And again, as you said, prayer. Prayer also being in tongues or spiritual exercises to facilitate your growth. Because one thing that I realized about the word edify, the word edify... Also, it comes from the same root root word we get from edifice, yeah. which stands for a roof or a superstructure. A superstructure, but every superstructure starts from a foundation. Yeah. The same way to like you, doc, that every muscle that needs to be exercised in order to get a well-defined or well-toned muscle, you must go to the gym. So it means that you don't go to the gym one day and you now end up looking like Tarzan or the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Then we know that it's abnormal. It's abnormal. That's how come things like steroids and things are not really advisable by the medical profession so you see that it means that every good thing now needs to be established according to time oh. and another thing too i realized from my own personal research was that god gave us setting gifts to help us facilitate the reading of the bible and our prayer every day to help us understand and one instance is romans 12 verse 3 to 8 which talks about i call them the gifts of the father some theologians call them the gifts of the father where it talks about the ministry, exhortation, um, the teaching, the administration, the helps, those ministries to help us facilitate our Christian growth. Then we have Ephesians 11, um, 4, 11 to 24. And then one part that I really like from it says that so that for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. So it means that the end to grow is that as you are now growing, you are going to help others also to grow to help others to become strong, right? So that we also become the image of Christ. That's what Ephesians now talks about. Then you have it in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10, and then 28, which also talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these things, we'll talk about them in later times, but then these ones also help facilitate the ministry of the word and the ministry of prayer in the life of the believer spiritually. So now we've spoken about what, happens to enable us to grow so the systems and all that what happens when we stop growing <laughs> what okay. does so this is the question i want to ask does will christian growth ever stop and if it stops because in time it can stop we can stop our own growth right what happens when we cease to grow what happens okay um, um it, we, we need to look at the things that can make you stop growing all right true and one thing we should realize about spiritual growth is that 
um, we grow from it, it's it's never independent. We we don't grow independently. We don't grow in isolation. It's we rather grow from dependence to interdependence. You, mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we there are things that we need to depend on to grow, and there is also a phase of growth that is interdependence. We learn from each other. One of the systems for spiritual growth is fellowship with the brethren. Paul said, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints, as some of you are in the habit of. It means there are some people who neglect, you know. Why? Because it is there that iron sharpens iron. True. It is there that you pick something from prosper, prosper adds onto you. You pick, that's also a system of growth. Some, uh, there, there are many, many more. Let's look at, I brought this thing up for us to pick um, one of the items that can, you know, cause a Christian to stop growing, which is, which is isolating yourself from the assembly. True. All right, True. from the church. Now, when you do that, it means that you've 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 limited the scope of your growth. True. You your growth is 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 mainly what you feel you need. All right, what you think you need, and only what you have access to. All right, and when that happens. You realize that one of the symptoms of uh, cessation of growth, all right, is that you lose your hunger, mm. all right? You lose your hunger. And in the spirit or in spiritual growth, if you are not hungry to take the word of God, if you are not hungry for prayer, if you, are not, if you lose your hunger to fellowship with people, you are on the path of dying spiritually or, or spiritual. Mm. Uh, you, you are gradually dying spiritually. So All right. can I interject here? So yeah. it means certain things like complacency. Yeah. Getting comfortable at where you are and pride. Yes. Yeah. The Bible says, let no man think of himself highly as than how he ought to see himself. So we can list them in order if or we can itemize the things. But yeah. I think discussing them too brings the image out properly. Yeah, because as you, because when you mention anorexia, I realize that indeed complacency because yeah. some people lose hunger because yeah, they are yeah. complacent. Yeah. Some people like to end their salvation. Mm-hmm. Some people, after their first miracle, yeah, they yeah. think they've reached. Yeah. After their first vision, yeah. then they are okay. They think yeah. God is okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've seen heaven once. That's all. Some <laughs> people, they can quote Hebrew, Greek, Latin, and <laughs> <laughs> you think they are the pinnacle. No. We, complacency is a real disease. Yeah. And we we also have to look at what are the things that characterize real spiritual growth. How do we know that this person is growing spiritually? Growth is different from maturity. Let me put it, let me bring that up. Yes, yeah, very true. Yes. You, you can have money in a bank or in an investment and it is growing, but it's not yet mature. Mm. It's mature when it's ready to be harvested, when it's ready to be to be used. That's maturity. I think we'll talk about that later on as time okay. goes on. We'll talk about maturity, but it's a real serious point yeah. you've made there. So yeah, what, what yeah. So I think, and then one thing I also wanted to ask was that, what does sin do to our good? But from what you've said, obviously, it means that it now ceases us mm. to mature. So it means that we can have a lot of Christians who look grown, but they are not mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we that that's very true. So it means that once our growth ceases then we have immature Christians walking around. And there was one quote I saw around, I can't remember, but it was on Facebook. It said, the most dangerous thing in life is to meet an immature Christian because they are like a walk, 
they are like a nuclear power plant walking around. <laughs> because the damage, and honestly, it's true. Even some of us, we have personal experiences where we've, by, if you are not being for the grace of God, people would have messed this up. And a lot of people have their story that immature Christians, honestly and seriously filled with the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God and all that, but then they are not matured enough to handle things. So when God sees this, I can simply say it spells disaster because we are short, still short of the glory of God, as Romans 3.23 says, but then we are still potent to cause a lot of harm. So really powerful point you made there, Brands, about maturity. Yeah. I think we'll really have to, we'll really talk about it later on as yes. time goes by. But Sergei, what do you have to add to it? What what happens when God sees this? And what does sin do to good? Because men are saved and all that. What does sin do to good? Mm. Yeah, all right. So, um, now, the amount of the word of God you have in your spirit would determine the liberty of the spirit you enjoy. Mm. So, the more deposit of God's word you have in your spirit, now you can begin to live in this atmosphere of joy. You see, scripture makes us understand that for the kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. You see, so, no, it's rather, for the kingdom of God is not in power, but it is in joy and peace in the Holy Ghost, you see. Okay. So, the more of God's word you have in you, now you begin to exude the fruit of the spirit. You see, now Paul uh, made a very important point when he was talking to the church in Corinthians. Then he said that, whereas there is envy and strife among you, don't, don't you think you guys, do you think you guys are yet spiritual? You see? Mm. So he likened them to carnal, carnal Christians, baby kind of Christians. Wow. You see? Because it means that spiritual men are not envious. You see? Spiritual men are full of the fruit of the spirit. They are full of joy. They are full of love. They are, they are meek. They are, they are tempted. They, are tempera- they have temperance, you see. They exude all of these things. And so immediately you stop feeding on the word of God. Then you have now limited, you have now come to the place of carnality. You see. You now you're now a baby Christian. Wow. You don't you don't see like the way God sees. You see, you cannot enjoy this atmosphere of the Holy Ghost any longer. You see. When you see his praying, you see speaking in tongues. Now it's it's it becomes difficult. You you enter into a prayer meeting. Now you have to now charge yourself for like five hours before <laughs> you feel the flow. So sin sin has yeah. Uh, I want to say this now. Sin sin has been dealt with. But when the believer does not know this, the believer can allow sin to rule over him. Mm. You see, in Romans eight two, he says that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You see, so ignorant Christians, when you are ignorant of this, you see, you allow sin. Sin is not no more a problem, you see, in the life of the Christian. But when you don't know it, you allow sin to drown you into the place of death. But that is not to say that um, we should continue to sin. Because no, you see, we don't ought to. He, there's no way where Christ, um, scripture tells us that, okay, you can go on sinning. Because grace abounds. Because grace abounds. No, that is not it. Okay. Sin is no more the problem, but don't allow it to um, have dominion dominion over you. Yeah, because when I was doing my research, I realized that once you are now in Christ, so those before Christ, you had no option but to sin. But now you're in Christ, in quotes, you have an option to sin because now you have the power to resist, resist yeah. or to give in. 
So, and you beautifully answered our next question that what is a carnal Christian? It's because people find it hard to believe that you can be in the spirit, but then you can still sin. We need to be able to um, identify a, a spiritual or a growing Christian. Or a, a, a maturing Christian. A maturing Christian or someone undergoing spiritual growth. You know, we need to have parameters that clearly define um, spiritual growth, all right? Mm -hmm. Because, you see, you can be born again today and manifest the gifts of the Spirit. That's one problem in the church, that we think that spiritual growth is in your expression of spiritual gifts. So if somebody can prophesy, we say, ah, the person is deep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile it's a gift of the spirit true yes uh, but uh, there's also, there's also a place where as you grow and mature god you know you sharpen your gifts and all that but let us realize that gifts uh, gifts are freely given mm. all right but fruits are, co- are cultivated. cultivated yes it uh, takes one, time. one man of god said gifts are coveted it's like you desire and then you have it but fruits are uh, cultivated, all right. So it means that we need to look beyond gifts. We need to look beyond charisma to be able to um, to judge actual spiritual growth. And so we need to look just like uh, just as he said at the fruits. The fruits, the fruits appear after uh, the fruits are, are as a result of growth. You know, when growth is sufficient enough, fruits. Uh, exhibited, all right? all right, and you need to go to Galatians 5, Ephesians 5 to look at the fruits, exactly. all right. But to answer the question on sin, all right, you know, when before um, the Bible told us to be doers of the word, and Not here uh, let, let me read the scripture actually, James 1 22. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We've already established that the word of God is um, needed for growth. But before that, that's 21, it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness Mm. and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. All right. So it means that there is a kind of filth you can engage in that can impede your spiritual growth. Mm. If you want to grow well, if you want um, to see results in your growth, you must be willing already not to uh, mix your your growth routine with filth, with sin. You know, what sin does to the Christian who is attempting to grow is that as you make progress, the sin brings you back. I'm talking about the acts of sin. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Sin has been dealt with by Christ. But I'm talking about the acts, the engagements of sin. All right. It's like you take three steps forward and then you turn backwards. So all right. So so just to bring a little more clarity, it's like a relationship too. So I have a right to be your friend, right? Yeah. But because I do something against you, it breaks the trust. So trust can be lost to some extent until it's gone completely. The same way too. God will not give you certain things unless he trusts you. So some people, so we are all equal by virtue of God's justification in salvation. But then the level to which we manifest what God wants for us is dependent on our trust. That's why the relationship is important. We'll talk about it in our next episode about repentance. But that's, for me, why I see it so important. And I think 
as you said perfectly, the measure how we can achieve spiritual growth, we must make sure that we must keep our garments clean. In quotes. That's why we are now called a holy nation. That's the holiness aspect of it. So what you would like to add to it, and then also back to you guys, how then, once we've achieved spiritual growth, how then can we measure it? How then can we measure it? So over to you, gentlemen. Okay, all right. So um, in Romans, he makes us understand that they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, you see. So when your growth has reached its peak, you see, you are led by the Spirit of God. So um, God wants us to reach this stage where we are led by the Spirit, you see. Where your will, um, your will now has become the will of the Holy Spirit, you see. And he's leading you in preordained pathways in where his destiny for your life, you see, where he wants you to, to be, you see. Where his perfect will for your life, yeah. So that is how I think um, we can measure um, our spiritual growth when we have reached this place where we so that is what we must orient for get into the place where we are led by the spirit of god all right Thank awesome you. so i think ranswell you take the final words and yes. then we end i believe that um the hallmark of spiritual growth um is to exhibit the fruit of the spirit mm. No, if you read Galatians chapter 5, I, I want to read the scripture, verse 22. The Bible says, by the fruit of the Spirit is love. No, not are, is love. And out of love, you have joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, all of them. All right. Jesus said, by this, they will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. All right. By this, they will know that you are growing like me. By this, they will know that you look like me, disciples. Mm. Mm. By this, they will know that you are of me, that you love one another. So let us strive um, to rather exhibit the fruits of the Spirit because they are the markers of spiritual growth. Amen. All right. Amen. So all too soon, we've come to our end. And in fact, spiritual growth is really expansive. So... I can tell you with all confidence that yes, we did our best here. But as we said earlier on, it's time to grow. It's time to be intentional. It's time to engage the grace God has given you. Let me read one last verse, then we end. That it says in Philippians chapter 2, that it says that what? Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, you have to engage the grace. So, friends, yeah, so as we said, we've come to the end. Engage the grace. Next time, you'll hear from us. And do follow us on our social media handles at Calvary underscore Central. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and now we're on TikTok. So, God bless you. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by The Milk Factory. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Have a lovely week. We love you and God bless you.